mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Chapter 22, Flight. Dimitri left us in the cheerfully opulent reception area where the woman Gianna was still at her post behind the polished counter. Bright, harmless music tinkled from hidden speakers. Don't leave until dark, he warned us. Edward nodded, and Dimitri hurried away. I'm Julia Argy. And I'm Vanessa Zoltan. And this is Hot and Bothered, Twilight and Quarantine. Just a quick note, this is going to be the only episode that you get in your feed this week because we are running a camp for Harry Potter and the Sacred Text, a virtual camp. So we are working like 18 hours a day right now, so we can't record and edit, but we'll be back next week, full time, three episodes a week. Don't worry. Also, feel free to join us for Harry Potter Sacred Text virtual camp. It's fun. I'll be there on Sunday giving advice. Yes, to Harry Potter characters instead of Twilight characters. I know. Expanding my range, folks. Julia, quick question for you before 30-second recap. So Bella says that there's like twinkling sounding music. And I was like, is that music or is that the sound of like Edward's sparkling? Well, we hear that he is starting to sparkle under fluorescent light. So maybe his skin is just getting extra sensitive. And so maybe that is like the Muzak that Edward has to live with all the time. That sounds like one of the worst parts of being a vampire, to walk into any room and to play elevator music. Horrible. Yeah, but I think most parts of being a vampire sound horrible. Like, what about being a vampire sounds good? I mean, seeming super, like, alien level hot seems kind of fun, but I wouldn't want to do that forever. Yeah. It would be fun to be able to climb trees really well. That's the only thing I can think that would be fun. You would be good at that. Thank you. I think I would be too. I would hang out at the tops of trees all the time. And I would travel all over the world in order to hang out with different animals in different tops of trees. Like Uh I could go hang out with chimps, you know? Yeah, swing around. I could be the next Jane Goodall. So true. Jane Goodall was a vampire. So that is how she became (laughs) friends with those monkeys. I didn't know that. Okay, count me in for the 30-second recap. I can do it. Three, two, one. Go. So Edward, Bella, and Alice are safe, but they have to stay in this room until it's dark. And then it's dark and they're allowed to leave. And Bella is so upset and she doesn't want to let go of Edward. And they take three flights and she still doesn't want to let go of Edward. And Edward's like, you can sleep. And she's like, no, I don't want to miss a second with you because you're going to think I'm ugly again. And then they land at SeaTac and everyone is waiting for them except for Charlie. And Rosalie is like, oh, my God, I'm so sorry. 
And then they drive her back to Charlie's and Charlie is like, Edward Cullen, I can't believe that you have the whatever to show your face here. Balls. That's the word I was looking for. What I took away from that is you thought Edward and Bella broke up because Bella was ugly. No, that's what Bella thinks. I thought you just peppered that in as a personal note. (laughs) I don't think that at all. I mean, I don't know. I've never seen her. Do you think she's ugly? I mean, the boys are flocking to her, you know. And it's not she for must her have personality. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> okay. Can you fill in a gap or two? Sure. Okay. On your mark. Get set. Go. So Bella is in a waiting room and then she starts crying and she doesn't know she's crying. And then Alice says she's having hysterics and then suggests that she should slap her. Um, and then no one hits her. Luckily, she just keeps crying. Um, she wants to fall asleep and she doesn't. She gets, they hijack a car and drive to Florence where they get on a plane to Rome and then they get on a plane to Atlanta and then they get on a plane to Washington and they get out and Alice and Jasper just stare at each other as greeting, which was super weird. And then other people hug and then they drive to Charlotte's. Um, <laughs> One point of contention I have with you They don't hijack a car. They just steal a car. What's the difference? Hijack is like someone's there. Someone's in the car and you like put a gun in their face and you're like, get out my car now. It's like squares and rectangles. Like all hijacking is stealing, but not all stealing is hijacking. Exactly. There you go. Okay, thanks. We're on the same team with this, Vanessa. (laughs) We're always on the same team. Team Jacob. Okay, do-do-do, breaking news. What have you got? So Bella's blood sings to Edward. I'm not quite sure what that means, but it's happening, everyone. So watch out. Any other breaking news? Bella finally got her Coke. Yeah. She unfortunately did not get the ravioli that I had sent her, but she got a Coke on the flight. Yeah. Which Edward is opposed to. Isn't that so annoying? Edward's opposed to it because he's like, you don't want caffeine right now. You should let yourself sleep because he knows that she's drinking the Coke to keep herself up. He's not like, you don't need the calories. Yeah, but like, let a girl drink her beverage, you know? Yeah, I can imagine saying to someone, you're so tired. Like, don't have caffeine. Just, just nap. My advice always, just nap. My last piece of breaking news is that Edward calls Esme mom. I thought it was kind of like a, you know, Carlisle Esme situation, like little informal first names. But the end of the chapter, Esme's, you know, chewing him out for trying to commit suicide. And he says, sorry, mom. Yeah, that struck me too. The only thing that was unclear to me is if he was like a little bit teasing her for being like extra motherly in that moment, like, sorry, mom, or if he always calls her mom. Yeah, I couldn't quite read it either. Because he definitely calls Carlisle Carlisle and not dad. Yeah. So that was my breaking news. What was yours? Um, carrying is back. Carrying Bella is back. I mean, the second Edward arrives, the carrying has to come back. Yeah, I guess. But here it is. Do do do. What about a moment of genuine enjoyment? Well, I was glad that they covered another use of cloaks that I had not mentioned, which was wiping away Bella's tears. Yes. The pocket knife of garments. (laughs) Any other moments of genuine enjoyment? Yeah, I was just really happy that it seems like Edward has finally gotten a handle on the like wanting to eat Bella thing. That had been an ongoing plot point for a long time. And now it just seems resolved, which I'm really pleased about because as I had mentioned earlier and as you had mentioned, you know, you don't want to be in a relationship with someone you want to eat. 
And so they finally gotten back to that point of, you know, not wanting to eat their partner. And I'm really happy about that. Yeah, I'm happy for you. I'm happy for them. I'm happy for us all. What was your moment of genuine enjoyment? Well, first of all, I felt a great sense of relief over Bella finally falling asleep. Like Bella seems really confused as to whether whether Edward is into her because like she doesn't know that there are two more books, but like I do. And so I am not confused as to whether Edward is going to want to be with her. So like that didn't feel like the stakes to me. What felt like the stakes to me was whether or not Bella was going to sleep. Like Bella could stay awake for the next two books. Yeah. And I was like, oh man, let her sleep. Do you have any pieces of advice? I do. My first one is something that you alluded to in your 30 second recap. Alice is like, Bella's having hysterics, which is a weird thing to say. And then she says, Edward, maybe you should slap her. And Edward, to his credit, says no and like looks at her like she's dumb. And so this advice to Alice, like never suggest hitting a woman. It's always a bad idea. I Googled it. Is there ever a good time to hit a woman? And Google absolutely said a thousand percent of the time no it's not so don't ever hit a woman Alice don't suggest it don't put it out in the world I don't want you to do it like there should be no hitting certainly not helpful with crying I mean get her some smelling salts yeah I mean like also I just like find that like letting people cry is fine Mm mm-hmm Like maybe rub their back if they don't mind. Nice idea. Pass them a tissue. Or use your cloak to wipe away their snot and tears. Mm -hmm. Don't use their hair. Don't lick them. So considerate. What about you? Do you have any advice? So my advice is for Bella. She seems really confused about whether or not Edward is just kissing her nose, forehead, wrists, and hair out of guilt. Because... (laughs) of the situation that she was put into. And I think this is like a similar conundrum to the like, is it a romance? Is it a horror thing? Like if someone is making out with you all over your face and body, they're into you. Except he's not kissing her mouth. I'm kind of proud of him for that. Like, you know, they're in public. I'm glad they didn't totally start making out. Like on a plane. Totally. I'm just saying, could that be why she's confused? Yeah, but I'm saying, like, if they're making out with the rest of your body, like, you're in the clear. Like, they're still into you. It doesn't need to be a mouth kiss to confirm. Yeah. That's not just a good piece of advice for Bella. That's a good piece of advice for all of us. If someone kisses your wrist, they're into you. I hate to say it, but I don't think I've ever been kissed on the wrist. So I've never, ever been liked romantically. So it seems. No, it's another rectangle square situation. Everyone who gets kissed on the wrist is loved, but not everybody who's loved gets kissed on the wrist. Damn. Wow. People who are loved but aren't kissed on the wrist just know you are in good company. (laughs) I'll kiss your wrist next time I see you. Thank you. Wow. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, 
so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com What's your second piece of advice? My advice is to anyone... Someone call Charlie. Bella was like, you'll ground me when I get home. And that's like the last he's heard. And like all of the Cullens know what's up. Like they even know what flight Alice, Edward and Bella are on because they picked them up at the airport. And Charlie doesn't know anything. He is in a complete panic. And so use the airplane phone to call just like Alice used the phone to call Jasper or at least use the airplane time to discuss like a good lie because I also feel like they arrive home with like out any answers for Charlie that are ready. But like then call him from the Atlanta airport. Like just call him and like be thinking about Charlie. Like be thinking about other people than yourself. Yeah, ask Gianna to place a long distance call from what seems to be their unlimited vampire receptionist budget. Yes. Say, Charlie, I'm returning. Yeah, Gianna seems so competent. I bet you that they could have just instructed Gianna. I bet you they could have said, Gianna, please come up with a lie as to where Bella was and call her dad. And, like, Gianna would have figured it out even without, like, the phone number. Oh, totally. Just be like, call Charlie. And Gianna would be like, yes, will do. <laughs> okay, thank you for helping me make my advice better. What advice do you have? My advice is kind of similar because the scene when they get to Charlie's house is a total disaster. And I think they should have just returned to the Cullens. Since Charlie doesn't know anything, like returning when Bella is half asleep, they have no plan, doesn't make any sense. Bring her back to the Cullen mansion. Bella will pass out on one of their nice leather couches. Maybe they've gotten her a bed by this point. And then the Cullens can come up with a good lie to tell Charlie that makes sense and then bring her back the next day. They're only making their lives harder. I know. And making Charlie's life harder. Totally. No respect for Charlie. Okay, so my my last like micro piece of advice is to Bella. It's halfway between advice and like a hot tip. So Edward says like Alice is going to get your luggage and then Bella like perks up and is like, oh, my God, I forgot that I had access to a toothbrush. And like Bella, hot tip, they sell toothbrushes in Italy. In fact, they sell toothbrushes almost everywhere in the whole world. And you're with mega rich people. So it's not even like the fact that the toothbrush might be like five euro instead of three dollars is prohibitive. So, like, I just want to tell you in life, you almost always have access to a toothbrush. And there's also God's toothbrush, the index finger. <laughs> Amen. Julia, did you write anything in your Twilight Diary? 
Yeah, I want to dive into something that I touched on in my 30-second recap. Alice and Jasper just stand in front of each other, looking into each other's eyes. And I was wondering why you think anyone would do that. I want to say it's superpower-based, but, like, he can control her moods and she can see the future. Maybe he's making her horny. That's the feeling he's making her have. And she's seeing the future where they're having sex. Like, maybe that's what's happening. Well, that's so much worse than hugging in an airport. (laughs) Having a wet dream in an airport. (laughs) It's not a wet dream, necessarily. It's a daydream. (laughs) You use terms very (laughs) loosey-goosey. Did you notice how mean Edward was about people having fangs as play dressing up vampires wandering around Volterra for their festival. He just like sneers at the children saying ridiculous. Literally a child dressed as a vampire. He sneers ridiculous. Can't you feel some sympathy for him? I feel like if I were to put on like fake dog ears, Rory would be like, you look dumb. Yeah, it's called Halloween. It's fun. But don't you think she would think it's weird? Like we all know it's not weird and that it's awesome. But don't you think like the one person like I wonder if astronauts think it's weird that other people dress up as them they're like actually these suits are really uncomfortable and they don't look cool and it takes forever to take them off to pee like why are you dressing like this I feel like astronauts have big egos and would love that people dress up as them (laughs) I don't I've never wanted to be an astronaut and I'm sure a lot of them are very nice but like you don't want to be an astronaut to live a private life (laughs) (laughs) I just feel like it's especially rich given that Edward does have like super sharp teeth that are just not pointed and that are covered in venom. It's like the two pointed teeth is what puts you over the edge. I just think that nobody likes to be like mocked. Like he thinks that they're not taking his identity seriously. Yeah. And to him, I say, get over it. You're a super (laughs) rich immortal with all the power in the world. Someone can dress up with you as little Italian Halloween. (laughs) Do you know what? That's actually a really good point. I love that. That shouldn't be in your Twilight Diary. That should have been a piece of advice. So smart. Shut the hell up, Edward. (laughs) I actually have something in my Twilight Diary that I'm really surprised you didn't bring up. There's, again, a lack of exploitation of wealth here. Like, they are rich enough that Edward can just buy Alice a Porsche for Christmas, like, without even thinking about it. But... Why are they taking a three-legged flight? You all just almost died. It's been so hard. Charter a plane. And they're also in coach, which doesn't make sense. I know. At least fly first class. Make it rain. Okay, Collins, please. What do you want to put in Bella's care package? So I'm sending her... A trip to an Alaskan cruise. I've always wanted to go on one. Me too. Oh my God. And I'm sending us a trip, <laughs> an Alaskan cruise trip once COVID is over. But the reason I'm doing that is I want her to give it to Jacob because it's over for Team Jacob. And <laughs> he needs a little vacation because once they're back and he sees what's going on with her and Edward, like, He's going to need a little trip. I'll give him extra tickets for Quill and Embry and you and I, but it's over for him. What's in your care package? So I want to get Bella a spine 
because she's like such a fucking coward. She won't ask Edward, hey, you seem into me. Are you like nothing? None of the things that need to be said are being said. Edward feels like there's no need for this conversation because he's making out with her wrist. But she is like sitting there so upset and like lying. And so I was thinking about it and I was like, okay, she needs a spine. But like I can't buy her a spine. So I was thinking that like maybe instead of a spine, I'd get her some sort of visual clue to have a spine. So I was thinking maybe like a skeleton to keep in her bedroom But then I was like, oh, you know, she's not like home all the time. So then I was thinking she could get one of those like skeleton onesies, Mm -hmm. you know, and we could have it made out of smart wool so that she's like always warm and layered. And like that could be her visual clue. Like every time she went to the bathroom to like brush her teeth, for instance, she'd see it and she'd be like, that's right. Spine. I need to have a spine. Or maybe she could get like one of those things that like helps you with posture, which I feel like would remind her to stand up straight. I mean, it's such a regression because in Twilight, she asks Edward out. It's like, where's the old Bella? (laughs) And like, just start with baby steps, Bella, right? Like, be like, did your favorite gemstone change? But like, you have to ask questions. I thought you were going to say, just start by calling him baby. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, baby, did you miss me? (laughs) What do you think is going to happen next chapter? I think that Charlie emancipates Bella. I think that Charlie is like, look, I'm a bad dad and you don't respect me. So let's call it what it is. We're roommates. You don't have to pay rent because you do all the cooking. And she can start calling him Charlie to his face, not just behind his back. And he can run off with Sue Clearwater. But like, I'm so sick of this relationship. I just hate it so much. This has been Twilight and Quarantine, where carrying is back from Hot and Bothered. This episode and all episodes are executive produced by Ariana Nettleman and produced by Ariana Martinez. This show is conceived of as a vampire baby by Julia Argy. And I'm Vanessa Zoltan, and I'm on an Alaskan cruise right now in my heart. We are a production of Not Sorry Productions and are distributed by Acast. Talk to you next week. Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at uh1.com. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com